0: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
1: ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the Heroes of HP12, the and Wanderers podcast powered by the fans. I'm Michael Kenney, joined as usual by Adam Cooper, Dan Clark and Damian Ferrar hockley Guys, uh, no, well, we, we had football to talk about at the weekend, but usually it's not the kind of competition that we really like talking about. But look, let's, let's face it, guys, not got much to talk about this week. So let's get into it. Noteworthy stuff off the back of the Elf game. Lyle Taylor, he's a wanderer. Caused a lot of commotion on Soch. Caused a lot of commotion in the chat. What do we reckon? Are we happy? Yay or nay?
3: I'm, uh, I'm typically on the fence with.
2: Boo! 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 Um,
3: boo! boo you know, Adam, boo! <laughs> <laughs> um, Go on, Adam. Look, if we're getting the uh, if we're getting the Lyle Taylor of uh, of latter latter Wimbledon and Charlton then it's a cracking signing. He's, he's quick, he's strong, got the ability to score goals. Um, however, he's not played in 18 months. Um, when he played even 18 months ago, he was only playing four or five games for Birmingham. He wasn't playing regularly for Forest. Um, so there's risk involved. But like I say, if we can get him fit, keep him fit and get him firing, it looks like a great signing. But for me... I'm on the fence. We all got very excited when we signed Dale Taylor because we'd seen him score one goal against us and he's not really delivered on the goal scoring stakes. So um, so I'm on the fence. It's a positive move, look. Looms has, has identified there's an issue. He's been backed by the uh, by the Kuigs. We've gone out and signed somebody and now it's down to Lyle to uh, to deliver.
4: Look at the pool that we have of free transfers that we can sign and tell me that that is not the best out in the plot. <laughs> I'm sorry that it's it's cracking I mean obviously look I know he's had the games that he's had in between it's been Montserrat, obviously who they've had in the nations League, but he scored a couple uh coming back into it so he's he's got you know he's got goal scoring history, and the fact is as well is that the entirety of last season he didn't go on loan he was in and around the Premier League side. Uh, with Premier League players, and yeah. that experience is going to count for a lot. It's, it's that professionalism, that understanding, that it will bring a lot to the dressing room as well. Plus, he loves a shit house, and that's perfect for us. So, I just see—I think he's going to be spot on. I'm—I'm I'm happy. I'm really happy with that signing and the fact that you know, previous. I'm not—I'm not slating Gaz in any way, but in previous years, if we had a striker issue, it would be a hit, wait and see, and let's hope. Whereas we've realised Brands is out for the rest of the season and he's just gone out and he's gone, right, let's bring someone in. And he's brought in Lyle Taylor, which, you know, it could be anyone else. You know, we could have been, you know, pinning our hopes on that guy from Amersham or Richard Kone or something like that. But no, we've gone for a guy who was last out when he was playing. He was playing in the Championship and doing all right.
3: Take I it, think- Take the name out of it, though. If we had just gone and signed anybody else, Bob Bob Smith, who two and a half years ago had a good record in uh, in League One, but hadn't played football for 18 months, would there be the excitement? And I think the answer is no. There, well, it's
4: me- riding a bike. It's like riding a bike. You're back into <laughs> it. And thankfully, uh, I've been uh, looking out for Bob Smith for years.
3: So <laughs> we still haven't signed him. I think, I, think we- exactly.
4: I think
5: we've got to look at it in the way that He's going to be a bit like Vokesu. When he first came in, there was a bit of fanfare. He's going to score billions and billions of goals. He took, what, five, ten games to get match fit? I don't know how long the short-term deal is, but if we can give him that time and he gets match fit, I think we've got a really good signing there.
3: That's exactly my worry, is that if it takes him ten games to get going and he doesn't score any goals, he'll be gone before he's properly matched sharp. There's a massive difference between being fit and being fit enough to play professional football. Um, Like Dan, since, you know, he might have, I don't know if he's played any under-23 stuff for Forrest, but he's been in and around a Premier League squad. But I would much rather a player who had been out alone, even if he's gone up to Scotland for, you know, 25 games last season and and had that match practice. There is certainly risk associated to it. I'm not saying it's a bad sign-in. I think he's the... He's the sort of guy that we need to be signing. Like I said at the beginning, he's strong, he's quick. He's got an eye for goal. He's got a history. He knows about this level of football. He obviously knows Blooms. He knows um, JJ. He knows David Wheeler. So he's coming into a squad of player that he, players that he knows. Um, my concern is purely that concern that, you know, we need a goal scorer now. We need goals now. We've been saying this for the last three or four weeks before we lost, um, folks, Um been handling um you know how long is it going to take we've all been temping bowling you know you go temping bowling like every 18 months and your first four or five shots are absolute shite no matter how good you are and then you start rolling the turkeys in and it's a bit like that isn't it like he's been training he's been in and around a club but um but you know how how good he is we should wait and see um you know touch wood that he's that he hits the ground running and it's a great signing
2: can we talk about I, you mentioned you mentioned it earlier, Dan? That it was pretty much slim pickings in terms of who we had. Yeah. You know who who were who were free agents, um, but but crucially you need to narrow that down, right? Who who who's a free agent, but who's had experience at League One? preferably championship or uh, or prem level and you know if you run that through any website you get one or two uh results mm. and i think most of us were like oh, oh no um the other one the other option that we had and i was actually expecting this one given the ipswich connection but connor wickham uh was was the name being really thrown around and um would you what would, would you guys rather have taken someone like Connor Wickham given he had been you know he his more recent activity level at this uh, no. at this level.
4: No. Uh he didn't cut it at Forest Green. No uh, to be honest really. Um and he went for some reason it was weird. He didn't really do great for Forest Green and then went to Cardiff. So I don't know whether mm. that's a reflection on Cardiff's transfer policy, but I I don't know. He seemed to do okay for Cardiff. But no, um uh to be honest with you, out of any of thing, I think we should be, should have been looking at Dave Tarpey and the fact he's gone to Marlowe down the road <laughs> is an absolute joke. So You are obsessed. We are we are where we are. You know. Nothing. Tarpey's there scoring last minute goals, you know, uh, the other night for Marlowe, banging him in still and he's he's literally down the road from us and you know he's a, some he, one of us would oldest, have given him a lift in.
2: He's as old as Damo, isn't
4: he? Yeah, but so is Lyle Taylor. <laughs> no one is. No one is. So I'm
3: going to disagree but with you, did you. I'm going to disagree Go with you. Connor Wickham scored like six in sixteen or seven in sixteen for Forest Green. A very poor Forest Green. Who were creating zero yeah. chances. Um, then went and played Championship football last season. I would rather have taken oh. a player with the match practice, the match fitness, um, than a player without it. Um, I do think yeah, Taylor's, Con- Taylor's strengths at the top of his game suit our style of playing much better than what Connor Wickham does. But it's a risk in the fact that we don't know if we're getting him at the top of his game. Um if we are getting that Lyle Taylor who was at AFC Wimbledon, there is no doubt it's a brilliant signing. Um it looks like he really looks like he wants to be here. He's been really, really, really positive about the club in his interview. You know, he said it's nice to be wanted again. He's obviously been in a been in a bad place and playing a lot of golf. Look, <laughs> if he can hit the ground running, I, I I hope I'm putting my hands up in two or three weeks' time and saying this is a great piece of business. But but my concern is we've we've made signings like this before that we've got typically Wickham overexcited about and they've bitten us on the arse. So I really really hope that this one works.
4: I don't know. Look, Conor Wickham, right? That is a that is a simple case of. It's like his dad owns the football club, and it's like pass the ball to Connor, and that's and that's why he scored as many goals as he did because they had absolutely no other outlet. It's pass the ball to Connor, go on, pass it through to him. But Lyle Taylor, right? With this, I think short term deal. It's to see whether get him some games under his belt and that kind of stuff. See how he goes. If it don't work out, it don't work out. If it does, we sign him onto a longer term deal. If it doesn't, we've got January and we can have a look at a decent striker in January. My that's for me, there's no risks attached with this. We needed a solution, we've got one, and it's one that's scored higher in a higher league than us. And you know, Wickham, we've gone through that classic, you know, pull him closely to us, whisper in his ear, we can fix you.
3: Mm. And
4: that's what we'll do. The
3: risk is that we've exactly isn't it?
5: The problem the problem I think yeah. we've got mm-hmm. is that is with someone like Connor Wickham is i think whilst blooms has moved a lot into his own right of doing things he wants to keep the gaz dressing room harmony get going and if colin wickham hasn't got the right sort of attitude and he likes lyle taylor and uh, from what i've uh, heard in the interview it almost happened in the summer just something just went wrong i think he wants basically blooms has got the player he wants i don't think he was ever looking anywhere else
4: he's looking at him in the summer
5: yeah, mm. it, it almost happened in the summer. Apparently, it was literally like an eleventh-hour thing that it didn't.
4: I think.
2: I think what we have. I, I, I see the pros. I see the cons. I think the thing that I really like about the deal is the short-term nature of it, and it's something that we had mentioned that I think that the short-term nature almost acts as a bit of a motivator for the player. You know, he mm. it's an uncertain future. Let's say he signed up until January. Um, he is going to be so incentivized to get fit, to, to give us good performances, first of all, and then hopefully the goals will come. Let's say they do, and he impresses between now and January, and then we extend the deal until the end of the season. I think our experience always shows that when you've got players on a short term, they're always going to play just a little bit extra hard and you know you, you see it's happened a bunch of times whether at this level or at the very highest level you sign a short-termer they play absolutely blinding you give them a long-term deal and then they don't really show up again hopefully that's not the case but I do like the short-term nature of the deal
3: my other concern and look, I've I've seen so as,
4: concerned as, is Adam I've seen his in <laughs> so concerned I've seen in, <laughs> his favorite it, word as tonight as in, <laughs>
3: yeah it's been dispelled a little bit but the reason that he didn't come to us in the summer was because there was a chance of something higher up the pyramid. Comes Which is
4: fine. It's what in. you'd expect. Why,
3: no, ab- absolutely, 100%. It's just ambitious. He comes, he's, he comes in, he scores six or seven goals and then buggers off to a championship club in January and we find ourselves in the same position.
4: And fine, we buy a striker. We've got more options in January. <laughs> we ain't got an option now.
3: I Stop being so concerned. I know where all the- <laughs> I don't know where all these forwards are just coming from. <laughs> all these,
2: yeah, I, I think I think that's the my concern. Really, is is I don't think you know how often do you see a club sign a decent you know ten goal a season striker yeah. in January? Like it, it never happens. You know, are we going to be able to sign you know the, the Amershams and the Kones? Uh, yeah, obviously we'll be able to sign those guys. Um, we could probably sign them now. I don't know what the registration policies are like, but. I I think the chances of signing uh, a striker that's fit and actually scoring mid-season, I mean that's that's a problem that Premier League sides have when they're when they're having injury crises. So yeah, I don't know how realistic
3: that is. Yeah, hundred percent. I ju- wow. I just hope that all goes well. He puts the ball in the net. You know, he scores four or five games, and let like, his build-up play will will suit us as well when he's got quicker players playing off of him. Um, with your TJs, your Sadlias, etc. Um, and look, it comes to January and we sit down and he signs a slightly longer deal, as we've alluded to. That's the perfect situation. Um, however, when you've supported Wickham for as long as we all have, you've been involved in football, you know what a cynical sport it is. You become a little <laughs> bit cynical yourself. Um, he, seems like a really nice, he, he seems like a really nice lad. He seems um, like a really nice lad. And the interview in the week has... It's taken some of my uh, some of my fears away.
4: Concerns,
3: concerns away. <laughs> yeah. But I'm trying my best not to say it. <laughs> but, but you know, the the proof in the uh, in the pudding will be in the eating, won't it? Let's um, let's wait and see what happens.
4: Right, I've just pulled up. We're talking about not signing strikers in January. Yakubu signed for Portsmouth in January. Um, you've got Yakubu uh, Chint. Yakubu signed for Portsmouth in How
3: many
4: hundreds of years ago was, ago was that? <laughs> don't it doesn't matter. Your point about signing the strikers in January is, strikers is irrelevant. Clint Dempsey, I know he wasn't a striker, but he went to Fulham and he changed Fulham's fortunes around. How, how many years ago? The, uh, games,
3: the, game's changed. the game's changed.
2: I don't massively. think the Brunel Bridge mind. had been built the by, by, when when Yakubu had been transferring <laughs> to Portsmouth. We need new data. Nah. I'm born in, when he signed.
3: Uh, Daimer was still in double
2: figures.
4: know I think there's options.
2: Let's talk. I mean, the thing is, what I do like about Lyle Taylor signing for us is he—he's look, he's got the experience. He's known at this level. Uh, he's got pace. And at, at this level, defenses when they see Lyle Taylor in a starting lineup, I know it's been a few years since he's played this level, but I think they're still going to be like, oh god, here we go. And and we, you know, let's let's, let's not forget when he lined up uh, insides against us, going back years, we'd always go, oh, we hate playing against this guy. And the reason why we hated playing against this guy was because he was good and well, he, he scored every problems. Time we played against us. Yeah, and and look, he's only you know he's thirty three, and you know, as as you said, Dan, we're really good at taking these players. And whispering some you know pouring a bit of honey in their ears and turning them into absolute you know tanks and units for for the for the remainder of their career look at look at Mac, right look at gmac comes to us and most people go oh he's finished there's 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 nothing left he's in the twilight of his career i think he's played some of the best football of his career uh for Great. us in his mid-30s he's a beautiful so, and, man and, as know, well he found he? Place, oh, he's, he? he's gorgeous, found his place hasn't he he's found his place but, but this also, you know, I mean, look, I know, I know, Bayo is an extreme example, but comes to us, you know, mid to late thirties, twilight of his career, and uh, said so they were cut in
4: League One as well,
2: exactly. And um, you know, and he was scoring okay, albeit scored one goal at championship level, but still scored a goal at championship level when he was, you know, in his in his mid fifties. So, Bayo, you know, Bayo is a fantastic case study. Another case study, another example where we've taken Nathan Tyson coming back to us after all those years and still being able to do it. Craig McHale, you know, Craig Smith. McHale Smith. Um, so, so we've got quite a long, you know an illustrious history of 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 doing this with with players i think lar taylor if we can keep him fit and we can keep him scoring and he, he proves that he's you know he's still got it he could play a few you know play a few years for us and um and go on to write one final glorious chapter of his career
3: let's hope so
5: Mm.
2: But let's talk about one player that did actually score on Saturday, and it's another one of your favourite players, Adam Kieran. Sadly, <laughs> with um, and and honestly, what a what a beautiful flick! If any of our strikers had scored that, I think we'd uh, we'd be opening up the show. But really well taken. I think it was a boy's uh, whipped in ball from from the edge of the box, and he was able to kind of turn it around the goalkeeper. I thought it was a really cute finish, actually. But that's obviously going to do Kieran's confidence a world of good. And given right now you know, with the injury crisis, you know, given the, the amount of uh, players that we've got in the treatment room,
3: scored that goal at just the right time, didn't they? He not go off injured mean, though? No. No, I but don't he think did. he was injured. I, no, I don't think he was injured. He did go off, but I think it was always planned that he was never going to play 90 minutes. Right. Um, he looked really positive as well, didn't he? he? He really looked like he had the bit between his teeth. He wanted to be there. It um, was fired up for him. Like you say, the finish was absolutely stunning. There you go, Dan, have a mm. shot. Um, it, it was a lovely finish. Uh, and uh, the the quality and the technique involved in a finish like that like, it is much, much harder than it looks, particularly... He's off then, balance. Yeah, off yeah balance, he's off balance. Yeah. And, yeah. He's off balance. He's got his back to goal. It's a really, really nice finish. Um, so fair play to the lad. And, you know, hopefully, like you say, minutes in the legs, a bit of confidence... Um, it will do him the world of good and, you know, God, do we need somebody on form at that end of the pitch? You know, you can't, as much as we love G-Mac, we can't be relying on him for uh, for the remainder of the season. Um, so if Tadley can, sadly can take some of that burn, uh, burden, um, it just makes the Lyle Taylor thing you know, a little bit less vital. And yeah, you know, if we can give Taylor a couple of games where he only needs to play forty five minutes because sadly is on form or because McClear is on form, then great. Um so yeah, really positive about that. Fair play to him. Um, you know, he's not had the not had the greatest starts. Some would argue that he's not had enough minutes, but um but but fair play to him, he's taken his chance and uh, and hopefully he gets another one on Saturday.
5: It was another late signing, wasn't he? So he, mm. he'll have missed pre-season and uh,
3: had pre-season at risk, with Bolton.
5: Yeah, but at risk of re- repeating myself, when he's not playing, he's going to take a few games to get into it. And this may—he he wanted to be on the pitch on Saturday. You could see that he had a bit between his teeth. And basically, he wanted to show the manager I should be in the first team. And I don't think he did a bad job.
2: Do you know what I do really like the fact that we're we're saying this about essentially uh, a, a nothing EFL game, having a player go out and go, I really want to use these minutes for my own personal fitness and also to demonstrate what I can actually bring to this side against Wimbledon in the final game, and we'd already qualified for the next round. It was dead rubber. So to see to, to see that kind of commitment is.
3: It makes me feel good the JJ and Grimmer commitment has kind of rubbed off on him I think JJ and Grimmer both said they were absolutely buzzing for it didn't they after their mm. um after the game yeah. in their interviews um and I think if you've got two experienced players like that who were absolutely off their nut buzzing for a pizza cup game Bristol street motors game whatever it's called elf cup game um then then you know that can only work for you and I think you know, JJ will have that in the back of his mind. If he's going out bouncing and wanting a result and shouting and screaming at people, then it's gonna it's gonna have a good effect on those around him. And and that certainly came true. I thought Keane Breckin was superb as well. Need to mention uh, need to mention. But Sadlier is the one. Um, you know, we really need something from somebody at the top end of the pitch. And sadly, he is the one who who perhaps hasn't been where we would have liked. So fair play to him. Massive kudos. And, uh, and like i say hopefully he can carry that form into the league what
4: would you say your concerns around sadly have reduced adam um is that word again
3: i don't think i ever had any concerns over sadly i just didn't think he was as good as uh, as we'd made out um the the concerns don't think were mainly been given the chance a, the concerns were mainly around the injuries that we'd had um, do you
2: know what i, I... I think that they were I think it's always valid. It's it's a valid thing. I mean when when you're when you're signing a play like that and they were, you know, let's let's be real, sadly was really struggling to get into that Bolton side last season. And uh given the fact that we want to be in and around where they are you know, it's always going to be the similar kind of conversation. The thing is, is I've been thinking about this a lot pretty much since we've been running this podcast is I I have this opinion that I think uh, football fans uh, start the default starting position for a football fan is wrong. Uh, everything we say is usually wrong and uh, the wonderful thing where the art comes in is when you say something and then the player goes out and just proves you wrong in the pitch because yeah, we want to be proven wrong right yeah. we want to be proven wrong we want to be able to turn around and say things like you know oh is TJ going to you know is is his time up at Wickham but then he goes out and plays an absolute blinder we want to say things like Kieran Sadlier, why, why are we signing him and then he scores absolutely beautiful goals deft finishes and and then you know we change our tune because we want to be proven the wrong the concern People for me
3: with uh wasn't necessary even the fact that he hadn't performed that well it was the noise around how he'd been training and the fact that you know he'd not been given a chance in the first team we know what blooms is like blooms is great at giving people minutes that deserve it um and when he was coming on he wasn't just poor he didn't look interested and i certainly think that that was the complete opposite on Saturday. He had the bit between his teeth. And look, the kid lives... I'm sure he said he lives down in Bournemouth or something. Um, and he's obviously come come from Bolton, where he's had his pre-season, playing a completely different style of football. He's got to get to know people. He's got to, got to get used to his new routine and whatever. It might have just taken him longer than most to settle in. and we Ultimately, we don't want any of these players to be poor. You know, we want CJ to score 20 goals. We want Sadlier to score 20 goals. and you know, we want Max to keep fifteen clean sheets, but we can only say it as we see it, and I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that Kieran Sadley is the best signing we've ever made when when mm-hmm. he looks woeful. But what I can tell you is he's looked woeful up until Saturday. He's come in, in a in a game with very little importance and he's he's taken the ball by the horns and and played really well and hopefully, you know, that's him now. Hopefully that's him, a little bit of confidence and, and he gets a run in the first team.
5: Just going back to what you were saying, Michael, about um, football fans being wrong, they also go to the other end of it because the clubs push out these montages of them banging in goals for their other clubs, and the hype goes mm. through through the roof. And then when he doesn't banging in five goals in his first five games, people get really down on him, and that's that. You know, it's detrimental to the atmosphere. It's detrimental to the to the players. It's got to be getting yeah. through to them. And basically, just stop doing you know hyping people up. Let him let him do it on the pitch.
2: I think that that's just a, a, a an issue with football media in general because whenever you sign someone, what you're going to do, you need to get people hyped up. You need to show the it was worth the it was worth the admin, it was worth the effort to get them into the club. So you're always going to show the the highlight reel. I remember when we signed uh, Chem Campbell last season, and uh, the the highlight reel was just some absolute outrageous goals that he was scoring for fun uh, for for the Wolves kids. And um, I mean, I saw it and I was like, yeah, they look really good. But you have to think about the context in, in what those games are, where they're occurring. And I think, I mean, most I think most people can usually kind of temper their expectations. We're and Wanderers. We're signing people in their mid 30s. You know, and and the highlight reels, they they have that grain that's reflecting the fact that that footage is probably coming from 1992. So you know, we always just need to you know look at the footage and just go, okay, yeah, I mean, great, that's what the player is capable of on on their best day. But you know, how often are we signing players and actually paying uh, paying a fee? Uh, you know, I think we signed Luke and we, we paid a little bit of money for him, and I think you could literally hear, you know, the the collective shock. Uh, uh, you know, from the Wiccan fans on the internet, it doesn't happen very often. So, I mean, from my, myself speaking personally, I always kind of temper my expectations. Um, what I do want to talk about though, in terms of expectations going up is the performance of the other end of the pitch. Franco Rabizzoli, um, our backup, a late pickup in the summer as well. Um, what a performance, what a start to uh, life in HP 12 for this guy. Uh, our new Argentine, Colt hero, free games, free clean sheets, saved a penalty against Wimbledon on Saturday. Dan, I know that you and I were loving what we were seeing at the weekend. But um, in terms of what what I I can't remember the last time we had a goalkeeper who could legitimately challenge our number one.
5: I don't think Martinez is is in danger of his his place in the Argentine side, but it's... Max is Max. Max will be looking over his shoulder. Certainly, he he he, play, he came. He looked really confident. He made a stunning save on Saturday, and mm. you know you can't argue with three clean sheets in your three appearances in the season, can you?
4: I don't think we've had that much competition for a goalkeeping space since Mark Westhead and Martin Taylor were battling it out. <laughs> so Westhead was all right, wasn't he? Or he was John Cheese right, yeah? right, Mark Osborne or Brian Parkin back in the day look, it's so nice that we've actually got a bit of a bit of competition for space because i think it makes especially in goalkeeping spaces it it makes them hungry because usually they've got like a a young understudy and things like that and i'm not saying it makes max max complacent because max is an ultimate professional and for me he he is up there with one of the best keepers we've had in in our football league history um, without a doubt, he's, he's, he's brilliant and his attitude is right and, and, you know, his engagement with fans is brilliant as well. Um, but it's really, really reassuring that we have, if if something did ever happen to Max and touch wood, it doesn't. I am actually touching wood there. Um, that we've got someone that could step in and you're not concerned about what could happen and no slight on Tyler last season stepping into the, uh, you know, stepping into the fold at the beginning of the season when we had that zero goalkeeper issue because of obviously the the mix-up with uh, yeah. a large side up in the upper echelons of the Premier League, which I won't name for hopefully hopefully not getting sued. Middle echelons. But, um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, middle <laughs> echelons now, maybe. Um, but yeah, you know that that's it demonstrates that difference I don't think we we would have been concerned last season if we had Franco as a as a kind of replacement rather than Tyler so you know I'm really really buoyed by
0: and Sarah Applied. Five years or a hundred thousand miles, whichever comes first.
1: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.
2: It's the ninetieth minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points at the death. Who doesn't love? a last-minute winner. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
4: How how he performs is a confident bloke and he seems to be quite engaging as well in terms of he knows what his role is and he knows what he's expected to do. Let him fight for that spot. Yeah,
3: he's a good guy as well. Um he, uh, he, he's one of the first to uh, to come over and have a chat and uh, make a fuss of the kids and sign autographs and God knows what. He's a really, really top lad. Um, Technique-wise, he is technically a really good goalkeeper, isn't he? When you just look at the, the basics that he does, his starting position is always good. Gets, mm. gets down quickly for a relatively big guy. Uh, the penalty save is a really, really, really technically good save. Um, I don't think there's anything more that, that really we can say about him than, than what you've already said. His distribution's excellent. excellent. Um, he seems to have a great attitude. You know, he's come from, or he's come recommended from Russell Martin and Sergio Torres. Obviously, Russell Martin is uh, mm. is a really good mate of Blooms. Sergio will be known to Blooms from his days at Wickham. And, uh, and look, what better player to sign than one that comes recommended by people that you trust? So he's obviously a good egg. Um, and the fact that he's a bloody good goalkeeper at the same time is great. And, you know, if Max's standards were to drop, would we be too worried about having him coming in as number one? Absolutely not. Um, You know, Max, in my opinion, is the best goalkeeper in this division um, when he's on his day. Um, So he's going to take some dislodging, but Mm. it's a really nice feeling to have somebody of that quality and that ability there in the wings in case something does happen.
2: And and I would say that, MK Dons. I mean, they they released him at the end of last season when they were relegated to League Two. Um, I think their their losses are gain. I mean, the, look, let's be. They've got Craig McGivray in uh, as their as their number one. I mean, given his experience, you know, at League One level, I think it was always probably going to be uh, quite an ask for him to to dislodge him. So you can kind of understand why uh, MK have made. Yeah, the decisions. I mean, again, I don't really, don't really care. Uh, they they let him go. We've picked him up, and in those three games that that we've seen, he's he's looked very very promising. And uh, but I guess the thing is though, is when when you start talking about you know oh and, and I I've been seeing it crop up more and more uh, on on the social is oh you know do we put Franco uh, in goal for our next league game? Do we? You know, do we change what we're doing? And and I I don't know about you guys, but for me, I just don't know why we would do that. Um, I know that there no. has been there have been some instances where you know Max has you know there have been some little tiny I think if we're honest, little tiny iffy moments that every single goalkeeper is going to go through their career. But let's look at what's going on uh, at Arsenal I was with say um, the same thing with, yeah. yeah. I mean that is that to me uh, is. Uh, her- just a horrific uh, situation really, where you basically have a really good goalkeeper in uh, in Ramsdale who hasn't done anything wrong. And, and it's simply a case that Rea just plays the kind of football that Arteta wants. And I think it's really unfair on Ramsdale. Um, and, you know, why, why I don't, I don't believe that you can have t- two number one goalkeepers at a club. You have your number one and then you've got your backup or you've got your understudy. And for me, Franco, as good as he is, as good as he's looked in these three games, would always be that backup at, while Max is at the club.
5: I would play him against Morecambe, though. It, give him, I wouldn't. It's I more, wouldn't. more of an atmosphere. I don't know. It's show, give him a bit more pressure, see if, see if it works.
3: Why drop Max mm. for a first-team game, though? Yeah, you know, we're taking the FA Cup seriously. I know he said he's taking the Bristol Street Motors yeah. game. Yeah. Why, I still don't think why, he'd
5: be, it'd be worth why, using him, just, why just to see him in.
3: Why risk? You know, Max has been superb for us. Um, why risk his confidence? Yeah, you'd um, smash his confidence. Yeah, and put that he's been He's mm. he been absolutely brilliant for us. There's uh, there's no reason whatsoever to drop him for that kind of game.
5: I wouldn't um, call it dropping like. him. I'd call, call it giving, giving an opportunity to, a, to, to the see if he can do it.
3: But why? You are dropping him, aren't you? You not done anything wrong. It's a first-team game. You played, if at the beginning of the season, Bloom's wanted to play the understudy in the cup, you would have said to him, look, I'm gonna play the understudy in the cup, you're my number one. Um Max played in the first game, you would be dropping him if you're putting Ravazzoli in off That's the back true. of three, mm-hmm. three, That's three good And let's be honest, the the standard of opposition that we have played he's made a couple of really good saves, kept clean sheets. You can only play what's in front of you. But we haven't been playing against Bolton, Portsmouth and Oxford um you know we've been playing against under 21 teams stevenage and wimbledon um who have all put out very 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 scratch sides so i don't see that there's any reason to drop max or give him a go i think he's he's got his place in the squad i think he understands what that is um and i think we're really lucky to have him i
2: think i think the i mean i i think it goes without saying that um uh, the Ravazzoli is going to be our Elf Cup King, isn't he? He's going to be, you know, I if let's say we play all the way up until Wembley, baby. Um, what did they chuck? Just, exactly. Just, huh? just make just make Franco make Franco the keeper for this for this for this cup. Um, I'm mean, gonna give was... you a
4: conundrum here though. If go we on, do then. get to the final and we get to Wembley, who do you play in goal? Do you play your
3: first team goalkeeper? Franco, no, Franco. Franco. if
2: you, you, you basically go, right, Franco, you've free clean sheets, free games. You're our you're our elf cup goalkeeper, and uh even if we get to Wembley, you know, I, I think that's just something that Max would probably accept as well. If yeah, you know, okay. I I'm very much a fan of going It's a serious game. But, yeah but, well but but if we get to the final, then Franco has demonstrated that he has the chops and he deserves that place if 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 we get to get to that get to that point. I'm very much a believer uh. that you have a defined keeper for for if you've got the squad for it, you have you have your first team keeper, but then you've got a cup keeper that's that's how I, I always suppose if he goes through that. the rounds,
5: the crowds would rise as well, wouldn't they so you'd get used to that
2: yeah, yeah, hopefully
4: not hopefully not until Wembley let's
2: <laughs> well, that's, uh, see that's for sure uh, but no very, very promising and you know to to go out there in in that game as, as we've said to have players be really up for it fantastic to see JJ back great to have Grimmer back um, great that sadly has scored his first goal for the club what a goal Lyle great that he's getting some minutes great goalkeeping performance uh, I think it's the most we've ever talked about the Elf Cup um, and it might not be the last time we do so the draw for the next round gets made on Friday I know that we're all going to be waiting with baited
3: breath. What about the runs for the Scottish Cafu as well? <laughs> oh, he exactly.
4: almost scored, didn't he?
3: Brilliant.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we also, I mean, uh, give a bit of credit to Luca Woodhouse and Taylor Clark, who I thought were really good as yeah. well. You know, it demonstrates actually from the development point of view, we've got a lot of exciting things going on. And I don't I obviously look, you know, Wimbledon, I don't think Wimbledon were playing a full string side. Obviously, it didn't have um Ali up top that game, but um Lucas probably demonstrated the fact that he could slot into that back three uh in time, given a lot more development. Obviously, he's still young, but you know, um was quite reassured by his performance. And I thought Taylor Clark actually was was really, you know, playing some nice balls in midfield looked pretty good. Pretty
3: happy with it. Clark I and Breckin looked really good in midfield, didn't
2: they? Yeah. 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 I, I think that game couldn't have come at a better time, given the fact that, you know, in recent weeks, we've been talking about being practically decimated by injuries and poor fortune, you know, the, the crunching game against Stevenage. To, to to get an indication of the fact that, you know, with the remaining depth that we've got, there is actually some really good quality uh, in this Ooh. squad from, from the youngsters um, filled me... Uh, with a lot of joy and a lot of uh, renewed optimism, for sure. Well, let's talk about our upcoming games. We've got two games, one on Saturday, one uh, midweek next week. Uh, we start at home, Reading, uh, first league game against them at League One level in uh, 21 years. Uh, the club, they're, they're not doing too great at all. They're in a in a real crisis at the moment, both on the field off the pitch, Uh, currently bottom of the table, three wins, two draws, 11 losses. They brought in Ruben Selish, uh, who got relegated with Southampton last season. I think a lot of people were were looking at that as a bit of an appointment that was a bit of an unknown. I think that we're seeing that he's really struggling to get the results on the pitch, but let's face it, it's hard to play if you're not getting paid on time, right? Um, One thing that I want to ask you guys, because this is, (laughs) this is the question I always ask. Um, is, is this a derby?
5: Is it a derby game? Yes. it's a. It, it's it's a
3: local within an hour. Derby. It's
5: a derby game.
3: It's a local derby, but I think it's a bit of a friendly derby, certainly from my point of view. Um, yes. I lived More in friendly Redding. than Oxford. Yeah, I lived in Reading for two years. Um, I've got lots of friends over there. I've done two, maybe three seasons of sponsorship with the company that I used to work for there. So worked worked with... Um, worked with them championship season and in the premier league got to know a couple of the players at the time really well um you know my phone has been going bonkers from my friends who want to come along and watch it and can't get tickets in the reading end so um yeah that may have contributed somewhat to uh, to the upsurge in ticket prices they're all very sensible and over 50 i might add so um so i don't think that there's too much of a problem of uh, of the reading ultras turning up but yeah and in, in short, yes, it's a local derby. It's half an hour up the road. Um, certainly not a team that I've got any dislike for whatsoever. I'd love mm. to beat them for the bragging rights. But, um, yeah, I, I put on Twitter the other day, I really, really hope that they get smashed on Saturday and then they turn their form around. Um, because, look, it's, it's one of those clubs that if you don't, if you don't necessarily know or you've never experienced it, you don't realise it, it's a really nice family club, very much like us. Um, they're, they've got good people behind the scenes and they're run by an absolute nut job, there's no doubt. But as far as the fans are concerned, as far as the people who are working there are concerned, as far as the community are concerned, it is a really good little football club um, who who punched above their weight for a long, long time. And um, and it it's a real shame to see them where they are. But look, they'll come again. Um, and hopefully they'll come back stronger. Let's just hope that the ownership gets sorted out. Um, I think there will be a change of manager there, but nobody's going to go in in the current situation. So they need to get the other problems sorted first, get the management situation sorted out. And it might be one of those a bit like Bolton who, who need to go down again, um, regroup and come back up. But... But good luck to them. But like I said, I hope they get smashed Saturday and then uh, and then pick up and, uh, and manage to, to get some sort of a season together after that.
5: Like you say, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better for them, unfortunately. I think they might be one of the ones who, who drop. Um, but, you know, things can only get better. And But going back to the rivalry thing, it's definitely a rivalry um but it's just one we haven't explored for quite a long time so it's it's a bit it's almost like a new rivalry isn't it
2: yeah that's what it feels like
4: yeah it's a rivalry though that's the thing regardless of how we feel sentiment wise they're local and it's it's bragging rights Oxford fans are always arguing about it and saying, "Oh, well, we're not a rival. Well, we are because we're literally down the M40 and we're less than an hour away. So it's a local derby. That's what this I, game is." I guess. It's, um, I guess it's.
2: I-, I guess it's something that. It's a word that needs to be, it's a word that potentially has more complexity in its definition, doesn't it? Because people say rival, and they think that that means worst ever enemies. They must be destroyed and all this kind of stuff. Rivalry, it just just means that it's a game that just has a little bit more to it. You know, they are local. They are local. And I think it's possible to have a rivalry, like Adam says, friendly rivalry. You don't need to hate each other for it to be a rivalry, right?
4: I think the only thing I hate about Redding is that really shite video, music video they did a couple of years ago, which three services on Twitter every now and again. And if uh, if we don't know what it's in reference to, I'll post it out. I'll find, dig it out and post it on Twitter later on. I don't want to listen to it again, so I'll just retweet it, but I'm not going to listen to it because it's really bad
2: some content to look forward to uh, in terms of my memories of Reading. I, I just don't think we play, we've played them enough over the course of our league history to, to, you know, I, I remember, um, I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was, uh, what 98, 99. And, um, Keith Scott had just gone there and he came back. I think it was actually for, uh, an EFL trophy game. I can't remember it being hmm. a league game, but he came back literally like two weeks after he left And I remember just thinking that it was the strangest thing. You know, two weeks ago, Keith Scott lining up for us. I I loved Keith Scott when I was younger. Comes back and is just taking our players out left, right and centre on a really wet Tuesday night. Really strange. But that's really all I remember about Reading and also obviously beating them uh five three a couple of seasons later which was Sean Divine
4: hat
5: trick yeah five oh, yes. uh, three game there's was a, a brilliant game i just remember it and it, it was i think it was on a really hot day as well i seem to remember it was it a yeah, really it was. nice day yeah um, there's, uh, there's a great, always great atmosphere. There's
3: always incident isn't there there's always incident. there's always a good atmosphere there's always a few goals um it's almost like both teams just like forget their inhibitions when they play uh, Damon, do you remember going over there it was um paid at the Madstad. i do unfortunately it was orange day yeah we all had to we all had orange. wear
5: orange yeah because we had the orange that awake horrible kit.
3: orange awake kit. Do you remember? yeah you had that's, some that's, or
5: you found orange trousers from somewhere I, I don't know where you managed to do that
3: i did 37 inside leg orange yeah. trousers they were absolutely <laughs> beautiful orange trainers orange he looked trousers, like a
5: massive traffic
3: orange car. car orange wig somebody came up and asked me if i was ronald mcdonald
2: wow <laughs> <laughs> Was, how, how did
5: you take that how do you even how do you even react to that <laughs> i think that it was inside was, Pizza as well which is even more ironic really.
3: it was at a time when um when i was very very young and uh, and carefree and gave not a monkey's what i look like Damien will tell you that uh,
5: did you still have even, the golden tips then do you hair? yeah
3: yeah even uh, even when i was trying to look uh, to look like i was going out i had a bit of a controversial <laughs> uh, fashion sense back then so so orange trousers and orange trainers okay. weren't really too much of a problem for me to uh to pull off, to be honest. I love
2: it. Well, this um, look, i tell you what hasn't been orange recently has been our own form. Uh, winless in our last five league games, the last time we tasted victory, was in that 4-1 demolition of uh, Fleetwood in early October. Look, I mean, the thing is, is I, I don't think it paints the entire picture. We had some really entertaining draws, some really good performances. The two will draw against uh, Peterborough, the draw against Oxford. They didn't really feel like... You know, they they felt like we deserved to take things from the game and obviously we did, but the fact remains that we haven't won in five. Um we we've got players out left, right, and centre at the moment. Potts looks like he's gonna miss Saturday. Skowan should be back though, so there's a there's a positive there. What what are you hoping to see on Saturday from from the boys as we seek to get back into the whim column?
5: Just an an attacking nature to our play, really. Um We've got the players who can fill in. Um, Pottsy is obviously going to be a big miss, but we've got La Taylor. Put him in. See what we can do. Um, I think if sadly is fit, get him in as well. Um, I, sh- I just think as long as we don't go down, we we have a, we can wonder to have a problem, and it's been years on years. If if a team is at a low ebb and they're not playing very well, we tend to go down to them rather than rise above them. And I just don't want us to do that. We did that against uh, Cambridge on that Tuesday night. Went down to their level. And that's why we didn't beat them. So, they yeah. do
3: try and play football, though, don't they, Redden? They do try and play yeah. a bit of football. And they do so, score goals, to be fair. Um, they just got a terrible problem at the back.
5: Yeah, and we problem. need to exploit that.
3: Yeah, 100%. And I think we can. You look at their squad, and actually, they've got some really good players in their squad. I'm looking at it now. You know, they've got David Buttons, their goalkeeper. He's winning coming back as well. Level. Uh, yeah, we got Lewis. We've got Lewis Wing. Sam Have Hatches they got Savage? German. They've got Femi Aziz. They've got Sam Smith. Um, they've also got Harley Dean. Um, who? Oh, nibs. Yeah, yeah, Nibs. Um, they've got Char-
5: Charlie Fett Savage is there, isn't he? Yeah,
3: uh, yeah. Um, yep. Charlie Savage. Yep, Charlie Savage is there. He scored against us last year, actually, didn't he? So, so look, these aren't. These aren't mugs who have come up last year with a load of mm. national league players and are getting dicks every week. These are players who have all played at a higher level. Um, they're a side who are scoring a lot of goals, um, but just can't keep can't keep it shut the other end. And you know whether that's the financial problems, people just not being able to focus, whether there's fitness problems around the amount they've been able to train, and they're getting caught at the end. The game against Shrewsbury was. You know, two late goals, wasn't it? They're, they've conceded a lot of late goals. Um, so, you know, we'll wait and see. But I, I don't think this is going to be sort of the, the easy pushover that everybody's expecting. No. I'd be delighted with a clean sheet. Um, I'm not sure if Taylor will start. If he's only just had half of 45 minutes, I'm not sure if he'll if he'll start or if he'll get half an hour at the end. I don't know. What do um, we go, what do we go then? If we're, well, you know, yeah. let's
2: say, let's say we assume let's let's assume that we go the five, three, two. The other problem that you've what got do...
3: is obviously Dale Taylor's just back from international duty. played last night, yeah. started last night. Yeah. TJ's off the back of two absolute batterings. One of which had most of the Gibraltar squad in tears and a changing rooms, if you believe reports. So what kind of frame of mind is he in? You got sadly, Aaron McCleary. Um, I don't know is the answer to the question. And, you know, I, Taylor's probably not going to play 90 minutes. So, which end of the game do you play him? You know, do you bring him on mm-hmm. and and give him 35, 40 minutes, or do you bring him on at half time? I, I genuinely don't know. G Mac be up uh, for
5: it, though, won't he? Because it's his old uh, club. He loved it
3: there. Yeah, it's G Mac's old club. I, he, he loved it there. They loved him. You know, maybe Wheeler down the right, Sadlier down the left, and G Mac through the middle. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, maybe even pushing Harry Boys further up, um, playing JJ and left. I don't know. There, there's options, but we they're, always they're always round pegs in square holes, which uh, which never fills me with confidence. But uh, but there are options. Sorry, Dan.
4: But we always we always go through this where we talk about revolutionary new change for the team, we always do this on the, in our previews, and then it goes it, two o'clock comes up and it's like we couldn't, names non-change side from the same game same last, last week that's lot of how yeah, it's, gonna be. Be. it's <laughs> exactly how it's going to be, I would see it close to god, you know what it was an age ago, um, who did we play last?
3: Stevenage, it won't be unchanged who was it from we play? Stevenage, because we've got no, no Lehi. you would assume, so yeah.
4: Yeah, no, I know that there'll be changes to Hannan and Leahy, but it will be whoever came off the bench for them. I'm telling you now, that there that'll be that'll be what it is, and then it will be Taylor coming on the last second half. Yeah,
2: what... Lock that in. Let's uh, let's lock in some score predictions. How do we think it's going to go score wise on Saturday?
4: Five three. Shunned <laughs> by <Natchik>. Should <laughs> Shunned by that
3: <Natchik>. trick. <laughs> it better for a game. Yeah, t- Slow sports news. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going um. for a riveting 3-2 victory.
4: Ooh. I'm going to go 3-0. Ooh. Bloody hell, Damon! You've got them right so far most of the week. I'm hopeful now for hope something. <laughs> what are you going what for, you... Michael?
2: What, but no, no. What are you going for
4: First. Five three, I've already said.
2: But yeah, but then you said Sean Devine score a hat <laughs> trick, so I didn't know. You...
4: Are
2: we, are five we, are three, we're sticking, we sticking <sharp> with a five three. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two, one. Two, one to the Blues. A little bit more reserved, I guess. I'm a little bit more. Uh, concerned to coin the phrase from this podcast uh, there we go let's uh, there's, there's quickly talk about Barnsley obviously it's even more crystal ball but we're playing them on Tuesday and we always seem to forget the Tuesday games I don't want to do that this time lots to talk about on next week's pod um, but look Barnsley they last season's defeated playoff finalists They're up there. They're usually up there, aren't they? They're eight from the table currently. Eight wins, three draws, five losses. They lost their manager in pre-season. Michael Duff went off to Swansea, um, but Neil Collins has uh, stepped in and uh, they seem to just be running as standard. Um, But let's let's not forget last time we went up there, 3-0. Beautiful performance. Probably one of last season's best performances with some out Outrageous goals. Dom gave will take fantastic. a bow. Bless your heart. Um, can we do it again? We can. Darby Derby
3: as well, haven't they? Derby, uh, Derby did them three at home a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, so look, they're not as good at the at the back as they were last season. Um, but they are undoubtedly terrifying going forward. Um, and you've only got to look through their their squad list and there are some really 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 good players and they shouldn't be playing at this level uh in fact you could read i've just got up the uh the 18 from um from the game against derby and you could argue that probably 14 15 of those could be playing in the championship um Absolutely. Yeah, concerned. but they
4: just got—they just went out the the FA Cup to horse. Say, they've so they've got so, nothing you know, else to play yeah, for
5: now, yeah. <laughs> apart from the league, have
3: <laughs> they? They did. Yeah, exactly <laughs> they right. Did. And you know, I just think this is this is one of those games It'd probably be a bit like the Portsmouth game. You know, we'll go down there, we'll defend well, um, be a bit of a siege mentality, um, and if we can nick a goal, uh, then it will be very very interesting to see uh, to see how they react, um. Look, we've got no right to be going to places like Barnsley and winning. We know that. Um, you know, what what we can expect is that we go up there, they give a hundred percent, they're um they're focused, um, and they give it a good go. But you know, cl- clubs of our size, um, if you'd have said to us 15, 20 years ago when Neil Redfern was rocking out for Barnsley, it might even have been longer <laughs> than that, thirty years ago when Neil Redfern was rocking out for Barnsley in the Premier League you'll be playing league games against them soon. Um, You'd have been saying, yes, please. Um, We were languaging
5: Division 3 then, weren't we?
3: Yeah, you know, look, we should be enjoying occasions like this, and it's a bit of a bugger that it's on a Tuesday night, and I'm trying to plan my my week so I can get up and around Yorkshire somewhere, but I just don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, why can't we go up there and and put in a performance. And as we saw against Portsmouth, you know, all for a, a debatable decision at the end of the game, we could have walked away with a really useful point there. Um, if we can get three points on Saturday, that will give them some confidence. Hopefully, we'll be welcoming some more back. Taylor will have more more minutes in his legs by the time Tuesday comes round. And look, it might be a really positive result. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. Yes, of course it is. Uh, but at the same time, all the games are tough at this level, and they got a tough game Saturday as well. They got to go to Lincoln, um, who aren't just going to roll over and uh, and let them walk all over them. So hopefully they have a real bruising encounter like we did up at Lincoln, and um, you know we have a slightly easier day against Reading, and and we go up there fit and firing. But but let's wait and see. But I'm not, um, you know, the, the, these aren't going to be the games that define our season. The games that define our season are going to be. The teams who I think are going to finish from between eighth and twenty-fourth, um, and if we have positive results against those teams um, for the rest of the season, we'll put ourselves in in and around where we want to be at the end of the season. But these games against the the far better, higher spending oppositions aren't going to be the games that define our season. So let's go up there, let's give it a go, and let's hope some positivity.
2: There you go. Some some positivity from Captain Concerned. Um, <laughs> score predictions for Tuesday. What are we? Uh, what what are we going with?
4: Three no win.
5: One.
3: one one. One one. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go one one as well, Damo. I um I was thinking either one one or one nil. Um, in fact, no. Let's 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 go one nil, just to just to be different, just so we're all different. Let's go one oh
4: nil. Oh Captain uh, concerned with a one 0 and yeah. then Captain concern. conservative with a one one. A late
3: Joe Low bullet after climbing on the goalkeeper. Um, he, yeah, one one. He
2: does. He does love one of those, doesn't yeah. he? I'm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go one all. I will absolutely snatch someone's arm off for a point at Oakwell. Um, yeah. I think that you know, look. I want us to win every game 5-3, Dan. But um, I think I think Saturday is going to be a hard game. I think, you know, with with the squad that we've got at the moment, with the players that we've got out, I think we're going to be a little bit tired. Barnsley are definitely going to have a tough one when they uh, when they play Lincoln. So I think it's going to be a game that both sides are going to be pretty happy uh, with, with a draw. I think it's going to be one. Uh, I, I don't like draws, but sometimes you can get a good game out of it. Let's see what happens. Uh, gents pleasure as always thanks for joining and that will do it for this week thanks for joining for another episode of the heroes of hp12 if you haven't already please subscribe on spotify and if you're loving the podcast help us out by leaving a five-star review you can follow us on twitter at heroes of hp12 you can follow adam at apcwwfc dan at dan Clark pr and Damien at demo 1507 We'll be back next week with more discussions on all things Chairboys. Until then, stay well, and come on you blues. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow.